lawyer talk. Here we are again with uh, some special guests, actually repeat guests, um, as it were. Uh, so what we've done here at the 511 studio with lawyer talk, we, we, you know, we're just expanding the horizons. We've got the, uh, weekly news series. We've got the, uh, so that's the news extra. Those of you who want to, who want to get your news fix, all you gotta do is listen, <laughs> throw, throw away your TVs, your radios. You just need us. Uh, we've got the special guest series and of course we've got all the compelling, most exciting lawyer topics and legal topics that we cover. We uh, answer people's questions. But what I like the most, guys, is this uh, this special guest series. So, the journeymen are returning. I think it was the most They're watched in. show. I think I, it was, I think it was, <laughs> it was definitely the most watched show. Yeah. Uh, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Well, I'm Armando Ancona. Uh, Mondo, I'm we call Mondo. Him. Yeah, you can we just, just call, call me you Mondo. Mondo. Yeah. Mondo in the house. Wild Bill. Wild Bill. And we got another special guest with a special guest. Uh, Jelani Martin. Jelani Martin. We're this gonna is known as G. We're going to call him G. You know, last time we guys, you know, we had you guys come in. We were talking about all sorts of cool stuff. And it was just a really neat story about, uh, we told some fight stories. We told some uh, inspirational stories. We talked about what your plans were for the future. Uh, and it turns out here at 511 Studio C, where we have established lawyer talk as the flagship podcast we are uh also hosting some others through the studio and you guys are interested in uh we're going to be starting the journeyman podcast mm -hmm. uh that's pretty cool stuff what do you got to say about that should, should i put him on the spot and just say what are you going to talk about yeah. yeah, we got we got tons of guests, tons of people we've met throughout our journeys in Columbus. Uh, we like being called the Journeyman Podcast because it really is a journey. Uh, me and Billy have been on for a long time. We disappeared there for a minute because Billy went on a journey to Indianapolis. I went on a journey to have my second child. So we've been pretty busy. Things are starting to settle down now. Which congratulations! So, thank on that. you so that much. Wasn't, that wasn't too long ago. The no. second child came around. How long ago was that now? Four months. four months. Yeah. All right. And, so you've got a four-month-old girl, baby girl, right? Yep, my second girl. So we're playing man-to-man -man D now. We got two on two. So I don't. <laughs> I, I don't like think. It. I do not think I'll be going to the zone. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm done now. But uh, we we are excited to be back. And like I said, we have tons of guests. We want to talk to people about fighting Columbus. We love food and our mutual passion our number one thing is helping people trying to help kids especially and that's why we brought g today tell a little story about him um billy's been working for with him for quite some time um he can tell we you brought about the pads that. today too i don't know if we can get uh, that in maybe in get here. some maybe get some work out in no what, what what inspired me you know i have a it, it's funny how a, a, people connect in through the cosmic universe right it's like you end up somehow you guys ended up here because you knew jared and knew so and so and uh, we talked, and, and even on the air and off the air, we talked a lot about uh, work that we can, we can, you guys can do to help kids and help adolescent, and, and not just boys, but mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, I have seen this in my practice where uh, adolescent teenagers or te kid boys sort of go mm -hmm. sideways. And, and uh, some of that is, uh, is who knows what, but I think we were all jackasses at one point or another. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, we all had our journeys yes. that we had to, uh, that we had to go on to get back to where we are mm -hmm. and, uh, really giving back through, uh, your sport is such a fascinating concept to me that, and I've seen so many people, maybe it's because I've just seen and talked and heard about so many people who end up in the, in combat sports. I mean, not just mm -hmm. being combat. Mm -hmm dickheads on the street, you know, yeah. beating people up, but in combat, com in, in really professional combat sports who have had 
uh, to deal with their own adversity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, I, I think at some point in my life, I had somebody who was there and, and I didn't even know it at the time, right? He sort of pushed me in the right direction and, and it, it helped a lot. I've had other people tell me about the same. And I think that's sort of the, the thing that connected uh, at least me with you guys in, in that sense that I saw this as a great opportunity to uh, really help people. Mm-hmm. And when, like, you're, when you're talking about the boxing and kind of the impact it has, we can definitely relate to that because I know me and Billy could tell stories of people who came into where we started, title boxing clubs, where we started. We're definitely doing our own thing now. But in there, you would see people come in, and in two years, that's a different person. Yeah. Not not like they, you know, a little bit. You're talking about people who came in who aren't talking, you know, they probably didn't have many friends. And there's all different stories, but just for instance, and then all of a sudden this is one of the more outgoing people. They just were looking for a community, looking for that confidence, which boxing does give people and they feel very much a part of the boxing family. Well, when think you, about once you're a part of it. You know, I think about it all the time. What what causes kids the most suffering, right? And and it really is uh, this bullying, getting mm-hmm, picked mm-hmm. on, feeling like you have no control, mm-hmm. feeling like you're scared that you don't know what to do to protect or defend yourself. Uh, and just, and you, I think kids end up in this cocoon and, mm-hmm. and, um, at the same time, if you, if you talk to any psychologist about depression, sadness, things like that, the psychology behind it, I think if you could write, pull out a pen and write a script for, uh, exercise, mm-hmm. you know, or, or physical activity, Every time. boxing, go mm-hmm. outside and put down your screen, mm-hmm. uh, go, bu- it, it, so yeah. you, you add exercise, combine that with this self-defense with and, self-defense, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what a perfect marriage that mm-hmm. is to, uh, to deal with those issues for those mm-hmm. kids who sort of feel alone and lost. And I've just, I've talked to so many adults now, there was a guy I coached uh, little league baseball with, and he was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I had this, I forget what his injury was. Uh, maybe a, he had concussions or something as a kid. He couldn't play football. It wasn't concussions though. It was uh, asthma. He had asthma, and oh, he wow. couldn't he couldn't play football or whatever. So he got mm-hmm. into martial arts, and he said that really turned my life around. I, I ended up uh, coming out of my shell. I competed. I was able to do that despite my asthma, mm-hmm. and uh, it really helped him sort of come along. And I've talked to others who have had similar stories, and you guys. The one thing some people get scared of is teaching people how to fight. Like they're going to get into more fights, and that's not what happens. Well, what's the what's the, really the message? The, I, mean, I mean, how do you? What's your answer to that? My answer to that's my own experience. You know, you talk about being bullied. I was the smallest kid in my my school. My freshman and sophomore year, there's only one kid in my grade shorter than me. I was getting bullied. And so things changed. And when I got six foot, I knew how to box. I've been boxing a long time. I didn't have this urge to use it. But like you're saying, you have that confidence, the comfort, you feel more comfortable. Yep. And and I think that's the big thing is for the kids is when you're walking around, like you said, in the cocoon, worrying about who's going to what's going to happen. It's just this constant stress. School's hard enough. I was a yep. teacher. You know, if, if everything's perfect, school can be stressful. So to be dealing with that on top of it, when you just have that sense of knowing Billy, you went to Billy and Billy told you, man, you killed it today. You, you did a great job. And I it was at punching and protecting myself. Yeah. You don't get this urge all of a sudden to go fight somebody. You just feel more comfortable. Yeah, you I feel got, better. Yeah, I got in less fights. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up, like we talked about before, I, I grew up fighting a lot, street mm-hmm. fighting and stuff. And once I started training at a real fight gym, it, it, I stopped. Yeah, know? it sort of gives you a purpose. I suppose if you, th- I, I would have to ask, you said in street fights, have you ever thought back or gone back to those days and wondered why? Like, why was I in street fights? 
you know, it's weird to think about. Um, I never started them. You know, I never was looking to fight, but it was, you know, someone wanted to, to you know, Will you're, not one, you're, not one, you're not one to back down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not, but I look back, I'm like, I don't know how I got in so many. I think the friends I ran around with, we were kind of not looking, but kind of, you know. I was going to say, I don't know if our whole audience is going to believe that. Yeah. 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 But it stopped once I started training. You know, I knew I, I could get in trouble now. Um, and I just didn't have the desire to really. To, that was to definitely that. my my main thought was after I had the organized and refs and judges and everything, a street fight seems so um, uncontrolled and dangerous to me, even though I enjoyed the danger of fighting. I don't want there to be all these other elements. So I was definitely it slowed me down. It's almost like if, you know, I, I talked to a counselor once who was uh, helping out with some uh, a, a boy I was, I was working with and. You know, he had this interesting philosophy. He's like, well, just find something he likes and then let him do it. Because maybe then he'll learn how to like something else. And then he'll learn to like something else. And I think without anything to like, so to speak, you just end up doing dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. You've got to find a passion. you got to find something you like to do that has a meaning. And without that, I think we end up sort of astray wondering, you know, oh, hell, I'll fight you. What do I care? i got nothing going on. You know, it's like it's sort of this. Uh, the devil, devil may care attitude where you end up in, in that, that, that's what gets people in trouble. That's Nothing the path to the dark too, side. Yeah. yeah. I always said those are the people that scared me the most when fighting are people, you know, that have nothing to lose. They don't care about anything. Don't have anything. I've yeah. seen some social media posts that wild bills put out recently mm-hmm. where you were working with some, some young students uh-huh. that you're working mm-hmm. with. And I'll tell you, you get excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 you always, in those photos or those images, you have a smile on your face and I can tell the energy just coming. You're like, yeah, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And I can see it coming back to you. I can see uh, there's one young man, you had him, you had him boxing, you had him punching and he was looking over at you and you nodded. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. you, you're doing it. You're doing yep. it. Keep going mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And I think you're, you're good at that. You're good at talking to kids and getting them to understand that, that you've walked the path that they have mm-hmm. and you understand that the feelings that they may be too scared or embarrassed to tell other people about. Mm-hmm. I see how far, like, it changes, you know, what Mona brought up earlier, it would change how they look or, or how they see things, and, you know, they'll get a light about, you know, G loves sparring. Mm-hmm. We just got to the point to where we get him, now we're punching each other, and you like that, <laughs> he, he likes hitting me, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, so G's getting good. I mean, it's, it's not fit, he's actually learning a skill. Why don't you stop, start from the top with G now that we're getting there? Yeah, um, so me and G met through through boxing. Um, yep, through Lindsay. Through Lindsay, uh, my girlfriend. She's a boxing instructor, and uh, G, you know, she's like, you gotta meet Billy, you know, because G, mm-hmm. you know, had has a journey he's working on, and um, so we've been meeting up almost every day, um, just to get in training. We're training out of my uh, apartment complex, <laughs> but he shows up every day early, maybe an hour early, and he's there till to for two hours just training, and then he'll walk to the boxing gym and box more two two three classes. So he's just nonstop. So he's on fire. So we're going to keep, keep it going. No, that's awesome. And, and you guys, I mean, we've talked about this before. You guys had this plan to sort of target uh, those who need it the most, right? I mean, and, and by target, I don't mean something negative. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, focus on that as clientele to help uh, not only drive your business, obviously, but to, to give back in a way that it's not just... Uh, we want to help people that need help for sure. Yeah, and everyone's fighting for. I mean, it's kind of cliche, mm-hmm. but it's true. Everyone's fighting for something. It, is, it might not be weight loss. It's maybe anxiety or confidence. Mm-hmm. But boxing, it kind of hits all areas with that, and that's that's kind of what we're trying trying to do. Well, how I, I, I got to think that it's more. I mean, I, it, 
you can just start to hear the people think, well, boxing, I don't want my kid to be a boxer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- tell me about the fitness side of it first. I mean, do you guys have experience or what's your experience uh, dealing with uh, just pure fitness? I mean, I'm talking core fitness, mm-hmm. uh, uh, cardiovascular fitness, full body. strength. That's one of the best things about the boxing is it's full body. You're up, you're turning, you're twisting, you're doing core, your legs are working. That's what when uh, – Mostly females would come into the gym. One of their big concerns with the boxing was they'd always say they needed kickboxing to work their legs. Yeah. And they don't realize. Then they do a boxing class and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, if you box correctly, you should be exploding with your legs and your legs are throwing the punches. So kickboxing is great. I'm not taking away from it. It's awesome. And you're going to do more dynamic things. You're going to get your legs higher, more flexibility. There's awesome things for kickboxing, but it can be a little more dangerous, I think, for older folks and for people who are just beginning. There's a lot of uh, fundamentals they need to be taught to utilize that, where boxing, I feel like they can get right to and get after it. And they realize like they're destroying their legs on top of it. Full so body. First thing out. that goes out in a fight is your legs. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. legs get heavy and you're like, oh, you know. That was my first fight. That's Should how I felt. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. worried about your arms because that's all you're thinking about my first boxing match it wasn't five i mean my first match was only like 35 seconds so 10 seconds into it i literally was like i don't know if i can stand anymore like you just get that adrenaline dump your legs feel like jelly and it was the first time after that i never felt that again what uh you know a lot of people and me included right i remember early on i I was lucky because there was uh i was exposed early really to to lifting weights and doing stuff in it in a setting that didn't cause me any self-consciousness mm-hmm. right because otherwise i see this and i've like i said i've experienced it going into a gym where you just feel like you don't know what the heck you're doing mm-hmm. you don't know what to do you don't know how to do it you're afraid everybody's looking at you like I you look like that, an idiot i love that you're saying that because that was one of the things i loved about title is because yeah. i i agree 100 percent people especially with boxing because it's something most people have never done they definitely get nervous you have no time in these classes and you're so tired it happens so fast people can't watch each other there, yeah. it's so much work and we're getting you busy and there's so many little things to be worried about. There's really not time for anybody to be watching or even then that's what people realized real quick. And I think that's why the boxing took off the way it did is because you're so taken over and your um, adrenaline and everything's pumping to where you forget other people in the room. And I, yeah. I feel that way when I'm in there, I feel like I'm one-on-one with the person as I'm by them. And then I go to the next and it just feels like all these one-on-one situations. It doesn't feel like, I'm talking to this big group and people love that for sure. Now, aside from now, that was the title experience. What's the current experience now, Bill, you got a place you're working out of. Yep. So we're, um, kind of doing same not not same thing but we're doing fitness, uh, classes, not just boxing. Let's give them a shout out at dragon ease on two, one, four Hoff road. That's where you can yeah, find so it's, a, it's in Westerville. Um, but I'm gonna be focusing a lot on students too, but yep. sparring what I found out with G and some other people I worked out with, what really gets people going is the sparring. And we do light sparring. We don't go full Controlled. go. Yeah. But I think that's what you feel good. You get hooked on it. Um, you really don't realize you're working out. Once you start sparring, you, you get to new places that people didn't know they could go. They'd never been because you're protecting yourself. You literally have somebody punching at you. Once we stop, people realize how tired they are. Even for me, you know, once I'm sparring, you're in the zone trying to protect yourself, trying to box. And then the bell rings and all of a sudden you'll go, oh, wow. I should have probably stopped 30 seconds ago or 20 wow. seconds ago, you know? But I think that's that's what I'm separating a little bit mm-hmm. from it is we're going to be doing some contact stuff. I think mm-hmm. with kids especially. Very controlled. But controlled it. We're not going to do no headshots at mm-hmm. first. You might just use your jab. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a game of tag. You're in your boxing stance. I'll try to land a shot. And you advance to more body shots. And then eventually, you know, our next step is putting on headgear and mouthpiece and 
getting after it. So I know he's excited <laughs> about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you you pop him a couple times pretty good. He's good. You, yeah. you pop him a couple. He's good. I'm, 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 What's his reach? Look how long his arms are. He's got a reach, man. Those he's, hands. He's, he's got a pair of mitts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, nobody can see him, but this boy's got a pair of mitts yeah. right here. Billy's well guarded. So yeah. I I stay tight, and he always asks me, you know, how you cover up? So you know, because we're not doing headshots. Not much to cover up. Yeah. I'm like a little small body. Like Mondo says. Uh, Jabber's arm off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arm I finally off. gave him the secret because he's been yeah, using so the Philly shell, and G asked me, he's like, I don't know. I can't get past him. My dad always taught me when they're using the Philly shell, you just start destroying the shoulder to the point where they don't want to protect anymore. You, so instead mm. of trying to hit other things where they can glance it off, then you just start hitting it to hurt it and break it down. So we'll, me and G are coming for you. Right? We're coming. <laughs> but, but I see with, with working with G and the kid stuff, and not, you know, G's a, a, a young adult. Um, is the light sparring stuff really gets mm-hmm. them going, man? And it's it's fun. It's realistic. It's yeah. I got to. It's like I'm sure there's lots of people that are going to be listening to this thinking, I don't want mm-hmm. hitting going on. What about <laughs> head injuries? What about mm-hmm. CTE? What about all this stuff? I mean, what uh, what kind of, of damage can be? I mean, just what's just laid on the table. I mean, a lot of body stuff. First of all, we're not we're not going to make anybody do anything. We're not they don't trying want to, to push yeah, them yeah. to. But just the body stuff alone is great. You know, it's yeah. just that act of. Once you put in the act of getting hit and try not to get hit, their stamina, like you'll go into these cardio boxing classes and watch somebody kill 12 rounds. And they'll come to me and they, people have come to us and they say, I'm ready for a smoker. I had a guy come to me, I'm ready for a smoker. I said, how long have you been training? He looked at me funny because he'd been training with me for over a year at cardio boxing. I'm ready for a smoker. How long have you been training? About a year. I said, where at? And he looked at me funny. He's like, what do you mean, man? Here. I said, this is not training for a fight, man. You can't go from hitting a bag and then go box a person. So I got him in the ring. His his smoker was that weekend. He told me on like Tuesday or Wednesday, his smoker was that weekend. I got him in the ring, and all I did was flinch, a bunch of flinches and move around. He's backing up. He had his knee up in the corner, and I just stopped and said, are you ready? He goes, I probably need to find a gym. I'm like, yeah, yeah. man. This is not the same thing. So what we're trying to do with this sparring is not – it's not damage anybody. It's just the like he said, more of a tag game, touching, and really, it's going to be a lot of sparring against us, people who have experience that are controlled. We have nothing to prove. You're going to be punching us mostly. We're just letting you know. Well, that hand was down. I'm gonna touch uh-huh. you. You know, it's not. Yeah. Not like we're trying to knock anybody out. We don't ever want anybody to even get knocked down. So this is like skill training, and you don't even know it. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, like, it's really we we think that self defense aspect, kind of like you talked about, is huge. Just for people to have been in that experience, they're going to be feel safer and more comfortable if it happens again well and back to the kids walking around high school halls in a cocoon Mm -hmm. i think a lot of that is projected on the world and i believe in this projection right i believe that you can that that what you're giving out is what people are taking in in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways and if you if you're walking around scared and pensive and uh, insecure it attracts the things. assholes know it mm-hmm. right? 100%. The, the bullies can smell that mm-hmm. and um there is uh there's some magic to that when you don't feel that you're probably not going to get picked on in the first place without a doubt you know it's a it's a it's a really odd uh phenomenon but i believe in it i really do it's like you know, there's certain people never going to get picked on they're just not going to be the mm-hmm. victim right because yep. they well, they probably know. They may know nothing about fighting, right? But they just have determined that that's not them. Like you say, the way they carry themselves, the 
people who would want to attack somebody like that aren't going to want to because it looks questionable. Yeah. But like you said, the person who's walking around looking over their shoulder, nervous, they're attracting that. Yep. Yeah. Now, you you were born into boxing with your father. Yeah, yeah. Right. I 100%. mean, so, so there was there was a part of you that no matter what, you were going to be around boxing. Yep. Now, while Bill, he was born into fighting because his, his daddy's beat up people that owed him money. <laughs> no budget. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> now, gee, what 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 what, what yeah. gave you the draw? Or what made you think that that boxing was was what was was in it for you? So, um, when I was younger, my dad died, and um. I couldn't. I didn't know how to like express myself, so I would fight like in school, and I'd get suspended. So my uncle told my mom to take me to Buster Douglas Gym, which is in Columbus, and I was there for a month. And you know, my mom says goes. She said, uh, <laughs> "That's a good man right there." Yeah. She don't mess around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we lived in She's Westerville. Awesome. She said, "I can't um, come all the way down here every day to take you to train and do boxing." So she said, "We can't do it." So I cut it, and then. I just kept, um, you know, back to back to the old game. Yeah, it's back to the regular life. I didn't go. Well, I still fought, but like not as much as I did. But I quit boxing, and then I did football because it was like close to home in middle school. It's in his blood too. He's related to. Yeah, I'm related. Uh, my cousin is Corey Stringer, played for the Vikings. Oh, wow. for Ohio State. Right? And then so I played football, and then uh, I stopped playing football because what made me upset was. My well it was my fault too, but my coach came in and took my pads because I couldn't make uh, grade requirements, and I didn't know I had an F until they told me that the last day. That's so, hard. But but and, you came around that now. Yeah, I met you, Billy, you, and it's fun, you know. And we've been training school. for three months, and uh, you know, I don't want to go in the ring and not be ready, you know. But like Billy, I still got a lot of stuff to work on myself and. Big He's G fun. does aspire to box one day, compete. Yeah, you yeah. you yeah. want to get into it really yeah. professionally. Golden gloves maybe or something. Yeah. At least amateurs start there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, how, he's down almost 100 pounds? Yep, 100 pounds. Go yeah, I got us. a lot of footwork, like um, like with uh, Mondo, like it's my feet, picking up my feet, moving, and mm. like just speed overall because you got to learn to react because you think you could get hit but not react at the same time. Mm. Yeah, so he's a smart a kid. He, he catches the things you see you're putting out there, you know. When yeah. and then he uses well, it when you graduate. Uh, 2018, but 2018. it took them a while to like in the system, and they had to wait and ask the board of education. But, gotcha. Yeah, but Mondo and Billy really put it in my head to keep my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, what is the uh, so when you get a get a guy like G Billy coming in and saying. I just want to box. How do you assess the goals? What do you do to figure out what to do here? Because I, I imagine there's there's guys like G here who maybe he's got some potential to go forward. Maybe there's other guys they just want to they just want to sweat it out. Maybe some guys were looking for who knows what they're looking for. I really just talk to them and see what they want to you know work on. You know, G we kind of evolved into more of more maybe getting them a fight. You know, so and you yeah. can find out pretty quick. You know, there's definitely the the process. Obviously, I'm going to teach you stance and stuff first. You're going to see how somebody reacts. Billy knows, and you guys too. You want to work with people that are listening. If they want to really fight, now yeah. it's a relationship where you're going to have to be committed. You know, if it's just for cardio, I'll work with people. I'll go out of my way, even if they're doing the wrong thing, making the bad decisions. You know, we're going to keep working with them. Yeah. If it's for cardio, I'll work. Even if you fall off the horse every week, I'll be there every week to try to pick you up and keep it going. When it comes to this, you're talking about safety. You're talking about this is not a game. You know, people are still dying. People are having serious injuries. This isn't a joke. So when it comes to that, when we're assessing people, it's real. You know, I've told people I won't work with you. 
there was a, a female who was uh she's had a decent following and like she's good looking and had very athletic and explosive didn't want to listen really and uh so i we couldn't get her over a hump that i felt was there and so i told her i wouldn't work with her and she's really angry about it but i thought her safety wasn't there she wasn't you weren't doing it out of spite no you were were doing it because i wasn't going to be in the corner if something bad happened you know and really i wanted her to maybe realize through it like Maybe I should listen, or maybe there's something I can do. But she just went her wax on, wax off. Yeah, she does not a, box. There's, she there's, didn't a, reason, fight there's again. a reason I'm I'm, really? I'm running these through mm. for you. It's it's for your protection. It's for your knowledge. People, a lot of people see her. She was money. I mean, I if I was typical boxing management, yeah, or you promoter, promoter, game on. Beautiful. She's like five eleven. I mean, really good looking girl. Had tons of uh, a big family with a lot of backing there too. So you had lots of support, a lot of following. But for me, at the end of the day, it's always, you know, I'm not going to be involved if I'm putting somebody in a bad situation. And that's what I felt it was at that time. She could have gotten there, but she very hard-headed, which you're going to find, you know, we're talking about fighters. I say you'll find yeah. a few hard-heads. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to find a hard-edge, right? But, um, now, so we're not saying that you guys will just help you guys. You're not just looking for those who want to just get into the fight game no. and be amateur that's professional the, boxers. Yeah, we're not I even mean, really looking for them. That's, that's more like that could happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is uh, so if you're if somebody's listening, it's like what who, what's your ideal candidate? If there is one, there may not be. Honestly, anybody, mm. any kids, um, adults, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, like you were asking, it's really about what they want to do. If they want to fight, we can work on that. Mm. But main thing is just learning the skills of, of fighting. I think everyone should know how to throw a good punch, mm-hmm. right? You know, so hunting, fishing. We're and gonna fighting. show you guys how to throw a good punch today. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Bill brought the mitts today. Uh, we can wear some people but yes, out. I think I think a lot of like especially. You know, people who are maybe in their 40s or 50s, they've never been in a fight. Yeah. And I think it's, it was a fight club was one of my favorite things. Like, how much do you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where that sparring comes in. And um, that's sort of a fight, but I think everyone should do that at least once. I think you know? a good aspect just about why boxing is so special for people out of school and whatnot, you kind of touched on something that made me think of this, but uh, football and basketball, I know through my experience, it teaches you how to be part of a team, how to work with people you don't want to work with, all that good stuff. And when you get out and older into life, there's some of these people that didn't get to have those experiences in high school and whatnot, because we had a lot of people come to us to boxing that you could tell had never done a physical thing in their life. So boxing kind of, you were talking about mirroring yeah, and boxing so much like life. And sports are like life in general. And so I think it's a good boxing is a great thing that people can do by themselves. They don't need a team. They don't need to depend on anybody else. All you have to do is show up. Me and Billy are going to be there. And Lindsay, if Lindsay and Billy's place, just to be clear, I don't want to sound like I'm taking over. We're actually, we're just renting their space. Eventually, my goal is to have my own, my own, my own gym. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now, just the steps of renting the space out building up our clientele. Trying to grow correctly. And just I, I jumped to my own gym, uh, which probably wasn't the right move. So we learned through experience, both of us. So we're going to grow the right way. Yeah, do it. And um, just helping people and, t- and then everything else will work itself out. You know, yeah. As long as we're there. Just... But I've seen you find people to help before and you're not always looking like, I'm looking for the next fighter. I'm looking, no, I'm looking no. for the next guy. You're always looking for somebody that needs a hand mm-hmm. and you're willing to offer yours to mm-hmm. them. And I think that that has to be a part of the enjoyment. Uh, that has to be a big reward that, yeah, that comes out of your it's, job. It's almost like a selfish thing almost. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and we all feel good when we help people. Mm-hmm. I just think that's kind of how here. the universe works. You know, we're supposed to be helping people. And I think some people don't do that enough 
and they wonder why they get the bad draw sometimes. And but. when somebody's helped, though, it, it, it draws them to want to pass it on. It's Because yeah. someday a young man's going to walk up to, 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 to G, mm-hmm. and he's going to remember when he was a young man and mm-hmm. remember how he was helped, and he's going to want to pass on what he has learned mm-hmm. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's well said, Blakesy. I love that line right there. That was great. That's really what you want is for it to just keep passing down like that. Because as you say that, I've told the story, I think, on here about how I had a guy do something for me when he was older. I still think about that story all the time, and that's why I love helping kids because those quick moments can change their lives. And now as you say that, I realize I really never thought about it that way, to be honest, that then they're going to help people. Mm-hmm. And they, they saw us model that, and they can do it for other people. So that's a legacy, you know? That's a better influence of learning how to fight than than they could be taught another way. Oh, for sure. You know, to where it is just, you know, the street, Mm -hmm. you know, the the robberies, the whatever is going to go through with it. Yeah, that usually ends bad, where ours almost always ends well. You go our route, it's almost always going to end in a positive manner. Unless I spot with you, it will not end (laughs) well for me. There's there's probably places (laughs) that uh, it's not going to end so great on my end. You know, I'd say it's funny, a counselor, well, things asked me recently about boxing and training particularly for uh, younger folks uh and she asked me well isn't there a problem do kids break their hands and uh, i was like you know i never even pondered not often man breaking hands is not a if you wrap your hands properly which we teach every time and i wrap and i know billy's the same way especially when you're punching mitts when you're hitting a bag, not as important. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's always important, but for a novice person, not as important. But we're going to wrap your hands. We're going to keep them safe. Really, um, the most dangerous thing is cutting off the circulation to the hand. So wrapping it too really? tight, the muscle. I broke this hand in a fight in Florida. I, I didn't have my guy that wrapped my hands <laughs> with me. It was just me and my dad. My dad was so nervous. This was a Roy Jones fight. Tarver was the announcer. I was undefeated at that point. Went out to Florida to fight. We didn't bring a team, just me and my dad. It was his buddy's, um, uh, I couldn't remember his name, but it was his buddy's fight organization down there in Florida. And so we go down there. My dad's a nervous wreck. I'm in the back locker room by myself for two hours before the fight. As a 22-year-old kid or whatever I was, by myself in Florida, the first time I went away from Ohio to box, I'm in Florida. It's a big show. There's all these big names. Tarver's out there announcing. I'm just sitting back there like the just hands on my knees just i guess i fight in a couple hours you know pops is too nervous to be near me so he finds somebody to wrap my hands this guy wraps my hand and my right hand fell asleep but i didn't want to be a diva i'm in florida there's you know there's yeah. always people i don't want to be like they called my name and that's when i knew like and then i thought uh, i'll punch him a couple times it'll loosen up you know so i got there <laughs> boom i hit him with a clean right hook and that was my punch my right i'm left-handed but my right hooks would knock people out i hit him clean his knees buckled and he rose up he looked like uh kimbo slice <laughs> dude looked like kimbo slice beard was enormous that beard should have been illegal that was padding like i wish i could have just wore a pillow under my chin but i hit him clean knees buckle and he rises up and i knew right in that moment i was like oh this is gonna be a long one because he, he ate it easy so four rounds i beat the brakes off him i mean he really wasn't touching me but my jab wasn't working. My right hook wasn't working. In my head, I kept going, I must be tired. Like, why is there no power? I must be tired. I must be. Fourth round, I think there was 30 seconds left. I had won the fight easily. My body went into complete shock. I can still remember it. Brain working. Break, brain working perfectly. Body not reacting at all. So in my brain, I'm talking to myself. You got to throw a punch. You got to get your hands up. I can still remember. And the dude's right in front of me hitting me. Boom, boom. 
blasphemy. And I'm still thinking, like, dude, are you going to do anything? Like, what is, what is going on? And he hit me again. I finally went down. And you can see in the video, I look right up at the ref. I'm like, I'm okay. I ain't getting up. I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what, but they took me in the back, cut off my wrap. My bone popped up. Luckily, oh. the doc jumped on it. Luckily, it didn't go through my hand. I was happy. Doc was confused. I knew why I lost to this guy that I should have never lost to. Right. And so, long story short, we were talking about the hands. Really, I think that's the most important thing. We've never, wrists really wrists is where you're, the problems, yeah. But as long as you wrap them, I always encourage it once people get comfortable and people that bang, because we know the people that can hurt their hands. There's people in there that couldn't. I don't care what they try to do. They just don't have that explosion, that power. They're not going to hurt their hand. Mine and, was my knuckles. Yeah, yeah knuckles, knuckles. Knuckles is more of uh, getting used to, I'd say. Yeah, right? Really Everyone has to So early on, show, yeah. you're, you're not, you haven't been punching things, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're punching. Your knuckles are like, whoa, what's going on? That'll go away. I used to, uh, when I first started fighting MMA, you know, we only wear four ounce gloves and I got small hands and I would never tape them. They look at me like I was crazy. I said, I don't want no tape on my hands. Like, you're not going to tape your hands? I'm like, I'm not going to be in there long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just use normal glove, like no, no tape at all. But they, now I wrap. I never hurt my hands. About how you make a fist too. That's important. You know, I, I we look at that as well. something yep. to do with it. Yep. A hundred percent. You've kicked what around your hand doing with? The, the bare knuckle boxing. Are you still looking into I'm that? I'm a fan. I watch. I, uh, how, how did they do that? Do you wrap your hands on there? So or they use there, a little what, bit what of tape. There's, do a few, on there's a few organizations that are just kind of starting. Um, so some will tape and some don't just tape. Some just tape the wrist and there's bare. There's no padding, no tape, no nothing. But then another one out in, I think, the UK. They uh they rap, but those guys are breaking their hands. Mm -hmm. and they got some good fighters now. They got the bunch of big names like Brad Pickett's fighting now. These guys, if they hit you, they're gonna break your face. So I mean, I don't or their hand. I ain't getting no nobody something's looking, breaking. But... Something's breaking. So we can tell all those kids out there just come and bare knuckle with Billy. Everything's gonna be fine. You might break your face. You might break your hand. Yeah. Maybe take you to England. It's fun. It's fun to watch, and it's it's blowing up. I know, a buddy of mine, Chris Lytle, he's a UFC fighter, like thirty, like bunch of fights. He's fighting bare knuckle, doing really well with it. They just signed Anthony Johnson. He's gonna hurt somebody. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how it grows. It's growing for now, yeah. yeah. It's interesting that it is still growing. But it's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it only takes one uh, yeah. wild event. Yeah. What about, uh, what about uh, we were talking about UFC or other types of fighting. What about other styles, whether it's grappling, wrestling, uh, anything else? Uh, you guys into that? You, I, definitely I, I just it. saw this the other day, and I loved it. It was called Litho, L-E-I, I forget, I can't pronounce it, but it's bare knuckle with headbutts. And I was like, that's wild. I never seen it before, but these guys are fighting, and, and all of a sudden, the guy just slams his head into the other guy. I'm like, that's this probably is the crazy. most dangerous move. Litho, too, it's like... a fighting style. It's called litho. It's a lot of uh, Muay Thai fighters are doing it. Now but, you utilized a lot of boxing and whenever you were fighting and the wrestling moves. You mm -hmm. you did a lot of pin, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the jujitsu too. Bill was really good at jujitsu. I did like a lot of leg lock stuff, mm -hmm. but I love standing up. And fighting, I didn't really yeah. like the wrestling. I mean, I liked it, but I'd rather stand up and fight. That's what I actually did two MMA fights and went to boxing completely because I didn't want to get kicked in my legs. The <laughs> kicking part of it, I was not, I was just too, I was light on my feet for a boxer, but not for an MMA fighter. Yeah. It's a different type of game and learning how to check those kicks. I understand the fundamentals and how to do it, the technique of it, but it's not second nature. When yeah. I see that kick coming in, my style was just to try to step in and smother it with a punch as opposed to even try to take the kick. But yeah, we like we like all the styles. I I think I know I like every kind of style. I'm interested in them, and that's what I think is like. We talked about this for a little while, trying to start a new fight uh, promotion, more like the original UFC, 
we don't want these so well-rounded guys. I, oh. I thought what was so cool about it was you got literally a guy who's only going to do jujitsu coming in here, and he's going to fight this dude off the street that thinks he's bad, you know? Right. And and then you see that matchup. I mean, it's like the classic uh, movie scenario. Yes. Right? Like the, the, and I love that. That's what style. was cool this about old school. Yeah. 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 And let's see how it plays out. Now it's just, you know, and it's amazing. I'm not taking anything oh, away these guys from are UFC. Phenomenal now. Yeah. I just yeah. think there's now a new niche for that original that's what I thought. He, the Karate Kid coming in. The, the guy came he, in with one glove he on. Wanted like, to the do tough the, uh, like he the wanted to do like the This contest. is different. Uh, <laughs> this is, he, this he is wanted, my this is my most recent. I want to do like a WWF style. What'd you call it? UFC, but spelled Y O U F C. So it's like pro wrestling, but. MMA. Kind of making fun of like a spoof wrestling yeah. or spoof MMA. So you'd have your Conor McGregor coming out with a bottle of whiskey, you know, it's like pro wrestling yeah. style. But I think I mean, even hilarious. on the pro wrestling, even though it's rigged and they've got a script and but it's real, guys, it's real. I, I agree. Mean, as, as, mm. as, as fake as people want to say it, it's mm. like getting thrown off of a ring onto a cement floor is is you can, real. Yeah, you can that do is that going down. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's an yeah. art to that. Yeah, yes. there's, there's an art in doing that, to, to doing the choreograph without Taking bones without the getting, whole deal, uh, for sure. Know, that getting really hurt. On the, uh, Andre the Giant, I saw his documentary. It was a great documentary. It. it really was. And he talked about it with Hulk, you know, and then mm. Hulk was there. You know, they were interviewing him. And he was like, he wasn't sure exactly how it was going to play out. Yeah. You know, he was like, I know I was supposed to win, but unless it he wanted nice. me to win, mm -hmm. I, was, wasn't gonna, yeah. I wasn't going to yeah. win. They talk about big and strong. He is like, if he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do, it was happening. Yep. It was up to him. No, who, it was up to which one? I, I, Andre. Andre. Andre was the guy that could decide. Because you couldn't do anything to him without him saying, okay, I'll let you pick me up and slam me. Oh, I got you. And that was the end move right there. Was yeah. he still because he they they've been writing it down mm -hmm. that you'll do this suplex, you'll do this, and they'll go mm -hmm. through it. But then he left the ending blank. So Hulk always knew the ending, but on this one he didn't know the ending. Didn't know what was gonna happen. And then so they did all the moves that they said, and then they kind of started playing by. And then he mm -hmm. whispered in. He said, "If you want to take me down, you have to pick me up." <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, he yeah. said, "He said if you want to win, you have to pick me up over your head uh, and slam me down." And, and I guess Hulk said, "I don't know how I did it." Yeah, he said it had been the drug. He oh, said, "Whatever." Okay. He whispered that in his ear. I kind of remember why he has like, back like, surgeries if now. You want to win? Uh, you got to pick me up. And he at this point in time, I mean, the man weighed I don't, a ton, a, probably a ton, <laughs> a thousand pounds, probably. Yeah, and I mean, he was like, humongous. "You have to pick me up uh, yeah. over wow. your head." And slam me down. Even though, you know, it had already been set that he was going to be the winner. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he was handing off. He was, he was, he was, he was trading down. The torch, he was yeah. passing the torch. Mm -hmm. And they did not. But then he was still, Hulk said, he was like, I, even throughout the fight, I did not, I know I was supposed to win. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know if I was going to. The Hulk was going to let you do. That's kind of like when me and Billy spar. If I want to let him land the yeah, right. <laughs> it's, all, it's all up to me, <laughs> baby. We got the gloves in there. Oh, we got the gloves. Let's get them Let's just do Let's that out on, on the streets, please. <laughs> out on the streets. Out on the streets. Well, it sounds like you guys can offer a little bit of, uh, or you can offer a whole wide array of how, how in-depth people want to get into it. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess uh, from the most, uh, I guess the simplest perspective, if whoever it is, if they just want to get in shape. I suppose mm -hmm. you got something for that. That's the, num yep. that's, that's the main thing about fighting. You know, if you want to fight, you got to be in shape. Yep. You know, another, I'd like to say a good thing, kind of you're touching on who it's for and stuff. One really good uh, group of people that 
always loved this and really appreciated it that maybe didn't know it was going to help them were different types of athletes, marathon runners, swimmers. They hit peaks and plateaus. And I'm talking higher level marathon. And they hit these peaks and plateaus and they can't get anywhere. And they say once they started doing the boxing with us, they got new personal bests because in anything you're hearing this with uh, exercise, you do the same thing over and over. Your body gets used to it. So this is something new for a lot of people. So if you're out there and you are competing at CrossFit or you're competing at swimming or you're competing at whatever you're competing at and you've hit the wall, we're we're the next step. Come see us. And I bet you, you get better times. I bet you you see results. That will also help in their mental ability to do the run, you know, from from one sport to another. Mm -hmm having to change and having mm-hmm. to adapt will probably give them more of a mental capability. For sure. And boxing is boxing's a lot of hand-eye coordination and mm-hmm. uh, moving your hands and your feet working together. Mm-hmm. And I think football, you know, you're catching oh, footballs yeah. or, or whatever well, you're doing. Well, in college football, they had me teach the whole offensive and defensive line how to punch because you punch. That's the first thing is you're punching out. And you need to learn how to get the hips to translate to that punch because a lot of people are arm punching, and that's way harder. They get shoulder injuries, the whole deal. We teach you how to use the legs with the punch, and the coaches were really happy. They thought they saw some results. Yeah, no, I bet so. If nothing else, then you're just not going to get as fatigued, right? Yeah, you're, for you're sure. You use those big muscles instead of all the other mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It helps you set goals as well, you know, and, and I'm a big fan of setting goals. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before. You, so you write important. down your goals. You put them down there. Mm-hmm. What kind of goals do they have going for you, brother? Um, or do you have your own goals? Well, I do want to fight, though, um, next year. Next year? Hopefully. So you got a goal? Depends. One year you were going to have a yeah, fight? we set that Arnold Classic goal right now today. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. It just depends on what my boxing training well, staff. He had me. to lose yeah. a certain amount of weight. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like we had some goals. just achieved a goal, yeah. right? Yeah. So. reaching them. And so he got approved for his surgery because yeah. he had to lose a certain amount of weight to get that. So he worked hard to get that. So mm-hmm. he's approved to get that done. And mm-hmm. So this is life-changing for you. I mean, this is sort of a life-changing endeavor that – it sounds like it's working out. Yes. That's awesome. And G's cool. an amazing kid. I'll brag about him for a second. He takes care of a bunch of kids at his house. I mean, he well, his really mom's is a hard, awesome His mom's kid. a single, you know, single yeah. mom runs her own business, food business, right? Unbelievable yep. catering, catering business. business. What's the name of it, G? Um, Gino's. Oh, you better get that she right. She was looking to, she was looking to, yeah, so she was looking to, um, but she takes care of, G, you know, G, mm-hmm. G takes care of his, sis, um, his sister's uh, newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So G, G's a hard worker in the family and, uh. It'll hard it'll definitely translate to the ring. But what he don't know, and he I mean he might, but helping G, pe- mm. people like G actually helps me out. You know, yeah. drives me to work harder in my workouts. And I remember and, the first time Bill called to talk about G. You, you talk about the excitement. You know, it's there, and that's it. Really, is what makes us happy to see them happier and see mm-hmm. them achieving their goals for sure. So yeah, we're working. I mean, I'm. I'm actually probably the heaviest I've been, you know. I'm, I'm I noticed not, you're looking a little fat there. I am, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foodie. I love, but, you know, it's like I, and I'm telling G to watch his diet. I got to live by what I'm saying. So I'm trying to eat better and uh, work out more. So I'm running. I'm running more because I'm asking him to do it. So I got to yeah. do it. And I can't, so. Talking about losing weight, I'll announce here that I'm uh, probably going to be coming out of retirement soon myself. I'm just starting to train again. I just been thinking about my record and the way it looks, and I got these L's and this draw. I got like two draws and a bunch of L's in my last few fights, and I just imagine my daughter's boyfriend before he comes over to pick her up for homecoming. 
Oh, this dude ain't that tough. They told me he was a boss. Look at this clown. So I'm coming back. I'm coming back to give me a couple W's. He, all don't, right? he don't know. Mono don't know this, but I, I I hit promoters up all the time. I'm like, hey, I might know somebody. <laughs> so, so they Shot always, me, baby. Well, there's a fight going. I'm getting. Up. I'm gonna get me one yeah. nice one here in Columbus. That's gonna be my next fight. I'd like to get a. I think I've done enough. Uh, for a promoter out here, you should be able to get me a decent matchup. Everybody see me, and then we'll hit the road again. Yeah, I'll find you one. Dietary. Something better than di- that Bulgarian. Dietary plan and program yeah. is, is big in this. I oh, mean, yeah. I know for a fact that three months ago, I changed my diet. Nice. And things have things been working out multiple ways. I, I feel better. Uh, my joints don't hurt like they used mm-hmm. to. But, I mean, I cut the sugar out. You know, cut sugar out, and 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 that was the most difficult. My mother even said it. She was like, "You know, it's going to take you three days to get over that addiction." It's hard. And I was like, "Ah, yeah, right." But I remember, like, it was like day two or something. I was watching TV, Mm -hmm. and man, I just and I did. I cheated at first, Sarah. I found Shorty had some some icing in the graham crackers, man, (laughs) and I went right in there. I was dipping icing in the graham crackers and eating it. I was like, "Oh, that that won't that won't change it that much," but it did. Mm But then once once I got past the first week, because I mean, like soda pop, I loved it, you know. Red Bulls, I drank them. Mm-hmm. I just, but once I got through it and cut that sugar out, because that's the poison, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is it's just straight up yeah, poison. Yeah, that's mine. You know, it, pop, uh, mine was sugar and fried food. Yeah, but yeah. You know, then after that, the weight just dropped. Yeah. It, it, What's it, amazing it, is, yeah, we did the Jared and I did the same thing about the same time we started, and I, I didn't even keep track how much weight I dropped, but I'm guessing it's over 20 pounds now or 25 pounds, and it was really in a relatively short period of time, and I'm going to brag about this, but I'm ashamed about it too. I haven't exercised at all. Oh, I just wow. changed my diet. That's crazy. I, you know, it's like, and I used, when I used to exercise, I mean, there was a time I was doing the P90X and stuff, and I could do mm-hmm. all that stuff, and I used to, I never really did one without the other. Um, but I realized that what everybody would say is you sort of make your abs or you make your body in the kitchen. Oh yeah. And it's so true. I mean, I, it's like now I want to work out for other reasons. I just feel Mm -hmm. motivated to do it. But man, if you just, if you think that you can, uh, outbox, outrun or outlift a bad diet, man, you're just, it just ain't going to happen. I mean, you've got to drop that crap. That's what my wife, the whole time we would do the title boxing at the end, we do these abs. And for the most part, you lay down and. From what I'm learning and from everything I've gone through, laying down abs, there's some of them that are good, but a lot of them are worthless. You're not going to get a six-pack from laying on your back doing this stuff. My wife would always tell me, why don't you tell these people? They ask you how to get a six-pack. You don't tell them to go run. And I'm like, well, they're here because they don't want to run, Kel. So like, I, I can't tell them to go run. They don't want to run. But she would always push that. It's running, diet, or really what's going to give you. We all, If you're standing upright, you got a six-pack. You wouldn't be standing upright without it, you know. Yeah, you just got to find it's, it. No. Yeah, no, I just got to reveal I, it. I dropped nineteen pounds. Dang, I dropped, good I dropped job, nineteen Blinsky. pounds, and I didn't. I haven't. I haven't worked out. That's why I said maybe you got to come awesome. kidnap me, man. Maybe help me out there. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to waste away. I don't. I don't want to yeah, blow yeah. away. But but right now I'm wearing a shirt that I've owned for quite a while. And I remember one time I went to put it on. I was like, I'm going to tell this story. It's like fitting it all. This last summer, Jared helped us out with a trial, and. None of us were particularly fit at the time, I would say. But, uh, you know, my suits were, I had a limited supply at that mm-hmm. point of what would fit. So I can relate right now. I, uh, you know, he comes in and he's, he's wearing these clothes. I didn't even pay attention to it, but he's talking and uh, he tells this story. He's like, yeah, man, I grabbed this shirt and I tried to put it on. I couldn't get buttoned. <laughs> then I, gra- I, like, I grabbed another one. It's like, I, that didn't work. Like, yeah, like, like he was going down the line of stuff uh, that he could wear to sit in a courtroom. Uh, and, uh. I can relate, man. I was in the. Oh. Su- I was like, I tried this suit on. Nah. 
I just had this experience. Literally just had. I'm the biggest I've ever been to. That's why we're all ready to move it. You know, summer's coming. So I had uh, a father. Yeah, right. We need a (laughs) I had the father-daughter dance. Same thing. I try on my first thing. Try on my. I had to wear a three-piece suit because none of my dress shirts would button. I had to wear the vest just to cover my belly button. It was hanging out underneath, man. But we're we're on it now. We're we're changing. It's a it's a mind shift. You got to start eating not for pleasure for fuel. Mm -hmm. I mean, G talked about this in the car yeah. today. And it can't be parts of your, you can't do part of it. You know, you got to so fully commit all so aspects of your life to We that. all love well, food and, you it's, know. It's, but, but after you make the change, the food tastes better. Mm-hmm. The things, things, things go right on mm-hmm. along with it. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there, trust me. I mean, as much as, as, as the sugar and mm-hmm. everything that we eat, the, the burgers mm-hmm. and everything that's just, it's just so easy. Like my biggest thing to eat, ketchup. <laughs> I oh, love ketchup. Yeah. You can't eat ketchup? Well, I got to limit it, man, to like a tablespoon. Bro. A ton of sugar. There's a ton of sugar and a ton oh, of carbs sugar, yeah. in, in yeah. ketchup. I, and I, I used knew to, the sugar. Oh, I didn't I would, know the carbs. They need to right there on a plate, man, and I grab my <laughs> burger, man, dip right in that thing, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, same. Yeah, me and my daughter, I started her on that bad habit. All ketchup all day. That's one of those where with eating, you sort of get to this spot, or at least I do, where you realize... I wasn't feeling good about the crap I was eating. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't like it. I knew I didn't like it, and I just like one of these days I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. Well, somebody was in my office, and I was eating. It was another attorney. And we were we were working on something, and I I was eating a, like an avocado and some other stuff that I'm currently eating. He's like, "Oh man, I wish I could do that." And it was the oddest comment. And I just <laughs> and I've been there. Like I've been yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. asking that question. And I, mm-hmm. I just I looked at him, and I wasn't trying to be flip or anything, but I said, "Look, man, you can't. Mm-hmm. You just have to make a choice." Mm-hmm. You just have to make a choice. You have to choose that this is what I want, this is what I want to do, and mm-hmm. then do it. Has mm-hmm. to be more important. And once you make that choice, it really is sort of easy. Mm-hmm. And you just say, right, I'm done. I, I said it with a lot of different things in my life. I don't drink alcohol anymore. And I just, I've, I've told people, look, it was the easiest thing to stop doing. It only took 25 years. Right? So it's like, but the but day that I stopped, it, it was I was done. You yeah. make your mind up. I, yeah. I like what Blinsky said, too, about the uh, food start to taste better. Because I'm only on two days now of eating better. But still, I ate for lunch, I ate all uh, bell peppers. That's all I had the other day for lunch. And I felt, like you're saying, amazing. I, I felt I don't, energized. I, don't need I my felt nap. great. I used yeah, to need right. a three o'clock nap. Your carb I mean, nap. Yeah, yeah, the carb nap. <laughs> Literally, because that'd be about the time I maybe City barbecue. Like, oh, man, Chipotle. <laughs> and and I, I always I I don't sleep much. Never mm-hmm. have slept much. Same, I, yeah. at, at the best, if I get five hours of sleep, man, that's a good night of sleep. That's me. Yeah. And now I'm getting about four hours of sleep. And, <laughs> Feeling amazing. And I I'm not tired. Yeah. I, I I I feel less. And I mean, I've had knee surgery. I've had, I got joint problems, man. They're just like, they're not there. It's, I, and then I used to like brag on people with the gluten and this, uh. and, oh, I got celiac disease. I was yeah. like, that's fake. Well, I cut out the carbs <laughs> and I eat for my whole life. Since mm-hmm. a young kid, I had acid reflux and I had upset yeah. stomach all the time. Three months. Haven't had an upset stomach. Are you kidding? Nope, man. haven't had it once. Yeah, you just eat healthy as hell. I just, I, you know, I eat vegetables. Eat a lot of vegetables. I was like, what do you eat? Then? I, I eat I mean, meat. No sugar, no carbs. <laughs> well, what are we? Eating? Chef Shorty. 
Chef oh, Shorty nice. has been yeah. hooking it up. She hooked us up today here with the meal. Nice. Yeah. She, uh, she, she's, she, well, we're on the, we're on the keto diet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've got multiple. She's got multiple different great recipes. Down to a, a cheeseburger casserole. Oh. Man, I'll tell you what, bro. It, it tastes like a Big Mac. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about the keto. Oh, it does, bro. Yeah. It's good, man. So, and awesome. here's the thing about the keto is it uh, like you said, Jared. If you if you think that dipping uh, one or two graham crackers in some icing is going to be your friend and like a nice little cheat, it it'll screw it all up. Mm-hmm. And, and really, if you're going to be, I, I've, I've found that there's different balances uh, uh, that I have. If I want to be in ketosis and really just be burning fat for energy, uh, I need to really hunker down. And that means you got to cut the carbs, even the, even some of the carbs you might think are good, like some of the stuff you're going to get in vegetables mm-hmm. and some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'll happen. That's just a matter of making mm-hmm. that choice. It'll happen. Um, and then now I feel a lot healthier. I, I got my weight to a spot where I like it. Um, I'm eating carbs, but it's in. It's not sugar. It's not bread. It's not flour. It's it's nothing that is fiber carbs. Yeah, it's mm. it's like it, what I would get in cabbage, or what I would get yes. in broccoli, or what I would get in cauliflower, or what I would get in uh, anything other than that simple junk crapola that I was eating. Yep. But I get to have bacon and eggs in the morning, man. I yeah. mean, it's like, I, and I do that every morning. In real bacon, I'm like stuff mm-hmm. with the least amount of crapola cra- or like extra mm-hmm. stuff in it. Um, and, and I eat pretty clean that way. And what Shorty's cooked in there is, is cool. Now, if you couple that with the other stuff at the same time, it ain't healthy. I'm just here to tell you, man, no. you're going to get fat because mm-hmm. it's like you've got a lot of calories. Right. Yeah, because even in this diet, we are ingesting a lot of calories. Yeah, and that's a really lot of calories and a lot of fat. Are you well, doing it like a time frame? Like you only eat certain. I, 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 I fast for a minimum of fourteen hours, which means that if I ate at at mm-hmm. nine o'clock at night, you know what I mean? It's it's noon before I'll, before I'll, before I'll, I'll eat anything. Fast, yeah. And uh, what I'll do usually through the day is I'll have uh, some cheese cubes and I'll have some uh, bell peppers and carrots mm-hmm. and uh, and nuts, and that's where I have to watch it. Because I like my roasted nuts. I like mm-hmm. almonds. I like cashews. I like pistachios. Mm-hmm. And what I had to do was it made me read. It yeah, made me look to find into out. what mm-hmm. I was eating. Where I used to just eat. I never, mm-hmm. I never read and 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 understood. And now sometimes I look at things. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. that that's amazing. These mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I had, there's there's carbs in the nuts there. But yeah. I just I do my math, and I can have I got a little two ounce cup, right? <laughs> you know what you okay, and I can, I can I can I can have four two ounce cups of my mixed nuts a day. But now sometimes let's say that we're gonna have a meal that I know has a little bit of carbs in, so then I just cut the cut nuts out. out. So if you kind of run the numbers and go through with it, you know, you, you're doing well there. Mm-hmm. So I really only eat one meal mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I say, so you know, about, about noon, if I ate at nine o'clock, I, I eat late. People mm-hmm. say that's bad, I, I don't know if that is or not, but sometimes I don't eat dinner till 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so it'll be sometimes three o'clock before I'll, I'll like even, but after a while, you don't you don't feel hungry. Yeah, no. Once you get used to it, for I'm sure. starving right now. Though I'll tell you that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about that cheeseburger casserole we talked about. I'm like, Let's I can't get that back out of my mind. You gotta give a shorty. Something to you, what, brother. It tastes it's like a Big Mac. Oh, it's Man, good stuff. I, I I shred lettuce and put it on top and dice up uh, pickle and oh, tomato. Or and so it's just it's like a like think of a breakfast casserole. Yeah, it sounds delicious. So it's got, and we use bison in it. We both like bison a lot. And a lot of our other meat that we get is we shorty cleans. You know, and the neighbor down the road there. Uh, gives us uh, meat, meat. Yeah, nice. and uh, 
So it's literally a lot of the meat I eat. I can go pet you it. See the cat. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, That's it's, what you it's, want. It's right there, but it tastes really good. Mm-hmm. The flavor's there, and you know what it ate. You know mm-hmm. what it was fed, and it didn't it have any steroids. Too, yeah. You know, yeah. So that's that's a good part it. of it. There, uh, we'll get the the bison. There's a right side of Johnstown. You know, there's a bison mm-hmm. farm right up the road mm-hmm. there. That's down by my parents' house, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it expensive? And uh, buy, like, it's 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 more than ground beef. Yeah, yeah. It, it's leaner. It, it's it's. A, I think it's better for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'm not I know. I know. For right me, there. it's portions. You know, that's what the biggest thing for me. I think in America in general, we because they want us to buy all this food, they're going to encourage it. You talked about one meal a day. Really, that's all that's necessary. We're eating three giant. I eat enough for probably a family on a day, you know? Once yeah. I cut my portions down, all of a sudden I start losing weight. We may or may yeah, not we, we have appetizers. It's like, yes, sir. When was that? A buffet. When was it? That was a couple of days. Was it was a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. It looked closed. Yeah. We, we, it looked closed. We got yeah. to pull up. It like, looks like it's... Yeah, they're like, come now. in, come in. We just said, we can look around first. Yeah, so we, yeah, yeah, we wanted the, to look at it. The buffet was way in the back. She was trying to get us to commit to pay. We're I was both like, like, we want to take a look. I need to see this. It's a new buffet. I want to see what you're Again, we did it. I didn't feel good after it. No, But that's how I felt good during, though. You bring somebody from some other countries here and take them out to dinner. And be mm-hmm. like, well, we're gonna order an appetizer. Well, that what's that? Uh, well, They're already full. We we an eat appetizer. Before, <laughs> like, this, this is what I we have eat an before we eat. Yes. And and then you eat the meal. Yep. And by the time you're doing more. that, you're like, oh, I'm stuffed. I know. Let's get some cake. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's Let's like get yeah, the most sugar. bring the yeah. ice cream on. That was it too. That was uh, a tough one when we cut out. Milk. I, ice cream. Ice cream. Man, I love me Ben and Jerry's. Cake. Yeah. What about you? You drink any beer? No. No beer. Beer's gone. Did you cut it out? Beer's out. Uh, no, I, I mean, I'll, I'll have an occasional, uh, uh, vodka. Mm-hmm. I just have it on the rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you got I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I believe I've got to limit myself to that because it'll start to turn your body will turn that into sugar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean that, that once yeah. you, once that alcohol oh, okay. goes in there, it's going to start oh, okay. condensing down, turn it into yeah, sugar. No question about that. <laughs> so as much as I would like to have two or three, I, yeah. I, I I'll have one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. You know, well, look, guys, we got uh, we got a lot of good stuff. I think coming from you. I uh, you're gonna have a podcast. You're gonna have. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like you got your training up and running mm-hmm. uh, for boxing for fitness. It's the best way to get a hold of anybody right now. Right now, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram, the Journeyman Podcast. Uh, I'm Armando Ancona on Facebook. Uh, Billy, they also have an Instagram, Fitbox. Fitbox Ohio. Fitbox, Fitbox Ohio. Ohio. So what you can do, folks, you're interested in getting some services, helping out your kids, helping out somebody else you know, or just want to go get in shape, uh, check these up. guys out. Contact uh, Lawyer Talk. We, con- can, yep. we, can, we can send you information from there, Thanks, anybody yeah. that's listening. Yeah, we can, uh, we can certainly help. You can send us stuff at ohiolegaldefense.com. That's our law firm website. But uh, And then we're going to have the Journeyman Podcast really soon coming at you. Uh, regularly. So lots more of great stuff here at 511 Studio C. Uh, but for now, this is Lawyer Talk wrapping up another special guest series uh, off the record, but on the air until now.